And welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. And tonight in Studio Cali, we have uh, Eric Stam from Almond Bite and Crossroads Distillery, correct? That is correct. Um, co-founder of Crossroads Distillery and Almond Bite Liqueur, um, Seymour native, uh, but doing some big things with uh, this new non-dairy go through it all for me real quick non-dairy non-gluten <laughs> vegan no gluten, vegan cream liqueur okay i i it, i say there's like four or five it's like a list yeah, yeah. It, it really which is cool but well and it's we'll get into that here in a second let's thank our sponsors yeah. we'll be right back with eric before i get talking too much we've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents let me tell you about my family's agent tommy taylor Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family-friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. And like I said before we cut there to the sponsors, we are here today with Eric Stam from Crossroads Distillery and and almond bite liqueur, their new offering. And and Eric, first of all, where how do you even come up with this idea? I know the <laughs> the article I read it was 2014, and you guys kind of started in this. But tell us a little bit about your background. Where does where does this all come together? Sure. So uh, growing up on a, a dairy farm in in Jackson County, and uh, you know working with cows, and then also you know raising grain. Uh, the family has had the farm since the Civil War, and so you know working on that was was always you know kind of the the background of of who we are and and what we do and then uh, spent quite a bit of time in indianapolis working in tech so sold software for about the last 10 years or so and worked at exact target and salesforce and a couple other uh, which really is the fun. direct line to creating <laughs> exactly. a yeah, new liqueur. Like <laughs> that's where you go after you grow up on a farm you dairy sell farmer you you sell city. and then you come yeah. back and you. create a dairy-free liqueur so. <laughs> and this it is, sounds like it goes yeah. right together and this uh, is the exact <laughs> traditional pathway that yes. you would take yeah um but no it's it, it's interesting <laughs> so it was really there that that uh you know the the entrepreneurial are really trying to start something on my own instead of uh, kind of working for uh, other people's uh, companies really kind of 
kind of hit a note with me, so to speak, and really thinking about, um, you know, what we could do uh, and where we could go from there uh, really was something that was, you know, really just tried to figure it out. So if you don't have anything, you just try to figure out what you're going to do next. And uh, uh, my Uncle Blake uh, was going through the process of getting our Hoosier Homestead Award um, that that uh, we have now for, for the farm. And uh, honestly, it was when my sister Katie was doing something with... Uh, it's a it's a dairy farm up in the northwest side of town, and uh, one of the ways that they got started was uh, they were to, she was talking to her grandma, and her grandma said, "We don't have any money. We've got this ground, so you can do something with the ground." It's Trader's Point, Trader's Point Creamery, and that kind of stuck in me as well, as you know, thinking about, hey, what's the next generation going to be of the farm? And, you know, we don't have any money. Well, we got the ground, so we can do something with the ground. And that's really where the idea came of if we started something and incorporated the farm in, in a certain aspect of it, you know, we could grow our own grain and, and do everything from that perspective. So that's where it really kicked off is what would be something different. Um, and everything kind of went in the went in the same direction so wow yeah and i think i think that's the really interesting thing and you talk about a family farm that's that's made it since the civil war and sometimes i think people look at, at farming and think it's well it's just the same thing it's you know rinse wash repeat rinse wash sure. repeat. Right. and um but you have to innovate to keep a farm going that long and that's i, I agree with you 100 that's what's interesting because and i love about your story it wasn't this breakaway of I hate the idea of farming or what my family's done. I'm going to, how can we continue yeah. right. to keep this in the family name and to keep, you know, providing products that, that it, life has changed, you know, sure. obviously 50 years ago, nobody talked about being vegan. Nobody talked about gluten. Nobody 20. talked about yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah. Ago. Yeah. around here for sure. In yeah. the last five, I've heard it, <laughs> but yeah. everything takes longer to get to, to Jackson County. But, but, you know, to, to give that offering. So, you know, and obviously you said tech company farming. How do you get into this idea of jumping into stilling and, and creating liquors? Yeah, yeah I course. think I think you really just uh, no easier answer than you just decide to. Yeah. <laughs> you you think about it and you're like, okay, let's, let's jump figure, in. Let's jump in and figure yeah. it out. So yeah, that's that's what you do. <laughs> I mean, no different than, uh, you know, Cummins, I think, just celebrated 100 years. I, I don't recall how they started. Right. But that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know what? That's another great one. You know, and I, I've got to go up there and do some trainings. And you look at Cummins and the history of the diesel engine and the 100 years they've been there. But they are totally jumping on board right now with electric. And how do they For compete sure. with electric yeah. and what Elon Musk is trying to do? and that's crazy to think in the same way of all we know is diesel engines but we've got to prepare ourselves to be around for another hundred years as well yeah, so. for sure yeah they're they're investing in what's going to be next and and how they're going to survive so which i think is cool like from what you did because i mean i think you said in in the article you know talking about like the vegan and you know like the dairy free like all of that kind of stuff is growing i mean yeah, as far sure. as the you know client you know, like the people that that choose that or health-wise have to do that that kind of thing and so i mean why not try and be one of the well, original yeah. ones to start it yeah and i think uh you know kind of piggybacking on on several things here is how many 
farms are still in the family and are still actively farming or they're not just renting out the ground. Um, So that's one. And then I think another thing is how many dairy farms are there still even in Jackson County? And I think at the fair this year, I had a conversation. There were three. I was, I I was gonna say, I, I would say that's probably I was pretty say, accurate. And that's that's crazy. I know. when you talk about what dairy farming was in Jackson County several years ago, yeah. I think yeah. there's three left. Yeah, yeah, three left. So it's, uh, you know, you, you go to the grocery stores and and you see consumer trends, and people are, have the same amount of money they've always spent on food. It's just they're buying different things. So people yeah. people have always said, Eric, it's weird. And my dad has a great joke. He says it's kind of like the preacher's son becoming agnostic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. With no, but. But, it, but I mean, it kind of is. It's like, I mean, like when we were talking that you were coming on and, and you know, we're like, well, you know, they have a dairy farm, you know? Yeah, I mean, and so. Have, we still have several cows that we take care of. Yeah, uh, so. It's, uh, you know, they're more like dogs now. Yeah. They're just like pets. Yeah. Um, but, uh yeah, it's it's trying to figure out what's what's next and then jumping, but jumping I, in. And you said that with <clears throat> obviously this is distilled with, you know, the almond milk and the vodka. You know, the idea of being able to produce the the grain that goes into the product is again another way to use that land um, and keep it in the family for the next hundred years. And and who knows, a hundred years from now, your great grandchild may be sitting here going, My gosh, We'd be crazy if we were still selling, having dairy cows and yeah, things sure. like that. Yeah. I mean, everything, maybe almond milk at that point. And, you know, and just the way, you know, life changes and, and being on the, the cutting edge, I think is a really cool thing for, for you to kind of step out with. What's the process of, okay, we've decided we think this is the route. Now, how in the heck do you, yeah. that, we've jumped in. How we're, do you figure well, out? The- how do you get started? Well, the, uh, the idea for the distillery and then the uh, product idea were two separate kind of discoveries. So figuring out, and, and it would be great. We're not doing it today, but it would be great at one point to be able to distill all of our own grain. So we're, we're, we're working with companies now to su- mm-hmm. supply that in order to get off the ground running. Um, so that's the that's kind of where the, the distillery came from. The product itself was really um, kind of talking with a bunch of people and walking into stores and figuring out what's there, what's or what's, missing. what's not there. Yeah. And uh, and you know you talk to enough people and figure out hey there may be something there, and then you just try to figure it out. So it was me and one of my buddies that. That started it, and then um, one of my former colleagues at Salesforce, uh, her husband did home brewing and uh, had a science background, so we were like, well, I wonder if he'd be interested in figuring out how to still, and he did, so (laughs) he joined the team, and then... That's when we were actually, you know, that's whenever we were going down, hey, we're going to make bourbon, and we're going to have everything, like what huber does down there yeah does yeah some great stuff and he's they're great people um but yeah then you realize the financial impact of yeah oh what does it take to <laughs> distill one barrel yeah. well and, and not just that but you know that's what amazes we we did the whole bourbon tour yeah. throughout kentucky and listen to that but you know you're talking seven years to even get Minimum. started i mean yeah. <laughs> just yeah just to let it you know age and, and that doesn't include all of the uh, paperwork that goes into federal state government approvals um you know you have to buy all of your equipment 
before you even apply for your permit. I mean, and then you you go through and you distill it and you put it in that barrel and then you wait the seven years and you try it and then it's like it's no good, (laughs) you know, or or whatever. That's a great. Uh, sales pitch to yeah. any investor. Here's the deal. I want yeah. you to give me a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait We're not going to sell anything for about 10 years. Yeah. And we really don't know if it's going to be worth anything when it comes out. You can, you can write the check out the cash. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable that yeah. anybody has gotten those things off uh, the yeah. ground because it, it is a huge gamble and, yeah. and it's worked. I mean, it, yeah. there's several distilleries, you know, obviously the craft beer scene has been huge for a while and the craft distillery scene is really yeah. taking off. And, uh, um, so anyway, so you, you, you kind of figure out that this is the direction you're going to, or, or you figure out the, yeah. the cost that's going to go into it. And yeah. And then you pivot and then you figure <laughs> out what can we do? We still want to, we still want to pursue it Yeah, and we've jumped in and then it's just continually figuring out, okay, let's, let's turn the page. Let's figure out the next path forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, and it was when we decided, you know, Hey, grew up on a dairy farm. What if we did a cream? And uh, that makes a lot of sense. But then you realize how many creams are out there. And uh, really, you know, it really didn't make much sense for us to to pursue that. But then several of my business partners' wives are lactose intolerant. And Mm -hmm. we were looking for a product and it just didn't exist at the time. So we went down that path. And it's it's interesting, too. Sorry to interrupt you, Eric. No, you're good. um, Because when you talk about it, if you would have tried to attack that, that dairy cream... There's a lot of them, and some of them are so set in that it's tough to get somebody to pull yeah. something else out of the yeah. shelf. They're, um, they're used to their usual, yeah. Well, and I think even that, you know, in the bourbon industry and, and you know, craft vodkas, craft beer, people that go in the store, they're looking for something new and different. I think in the cream aisle, without it being something totally different like yours, it, they grab Bailey's. Yeah. That's what they know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they've got a, I mean, they've got a very loyal following absolutely and even uh, in the last two years bailey's has come out with a dairy-free version Uh and so we think that that you know some people are like oh they beat you too and i'm like no they're a billion dollar company that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars simply validating what what five dudes in indiana came up with yeah Yeah. exactly Yeah. yeah And I mean, heck, and you said they just came up with it a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. So it's. Y- I think there are four, four or five other companies in the world that are doing something like this, um, and that's it. So yeah. So okay. So you pivot off of just a cream liqueur, and then where do we go from there? Yeah. So we uh, we we wanted to do something that was lactose intolerant, dairy free, um, and uh, then you know you figure out okay, what resources do we have on the team right now? What do we need to add? And that's when we added our fourth partner was he was more of a of a food chemist that uh, had some formulation experience. Um, and that's when we added him just to help build it out, because we've done everything that you everything that you see in regards to Almond Bite has either been done by uh, a co-owner and a founder or um, a family friend that has been able to say, yeah, we'll help you out because yeah. we spent zero money on a lot of it <laughs> it's just a bunch of sweat equity wow that's awesome but, and, and that's got to be i mean again like i talked earlier trying to go and get investors that's got to be pretty you know pleasing that now this stuff is in a bottle it's on shelves yeah. and you don't have this kind of like we talked about bailey's you don't have a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah. out there it's you guys grinded to make this product happen absolutely and, um, pretty cool stuff. So as you go through that process of trying to get the formulation right, 
how many variations do you go through? <laughs> For us, it was it was quite a few. I mean, everybody has. I mean, my partners are all married. They all have kids and alive. Uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of of um, you know, they have day jobs that so that they've got to worry about that. And so it took a lot of iterations of, um, you know, working with suppliers, uh, with ingredients and different flavorings, um, working with, uh, the different, uh, levels that we include in each of those to get a a product that we were pretty proud of. So it took us in all, once we figured out we wanted to do a dairy free Mm -hmm. liqueur, I think that took about two and a half to three years to sort that out. Um, from start to finish, and that's why and that's when we were doing other things um, in tandem to that. So you know, our our designer was working on the label, and we were figuring out right. okay, what are bottles going to cost, and how do we work with our production partner um, and negotiate that. And um, so we were very fortunate to figure out how to how to get it to, to market and launch it. Now it's just getting people to try it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I think that's, and I'm very interested in like business and things like that, but mm-hmm. I think that's the cool thing too, because you talk about, not only am I trying to get the taste right, I got to get the look right. Yeah. I got to get it produced at a price point that I can still make money. I can't sure. outprice the yeah. people I'm trying to sell to. And I'm still trying to get, I got to get that eye catch to get somebody to pull right. the bottle off the shelf and give it a try. Yeah. And that's why I think, it's it's there's a lot of love in every bottle and every bottle is touched <laughs> every bottle is touched by us because it's every label is hand put on and yeah um yeah it, it's the things that you don't realize whenever you jump into something that you then have to have to figure out so there's always going to be a next wall and then it's just figuring out how yeah what's the most efficient way to climb that wall and get over it and then get the next problem <laughs> yeah and how long has it been out and on shelves it's been out for about nine months, I believe. So we were uh, we were on shelves last December, like mid December. Okay. Um, so right around nine months, and then uh, we're actually, you know, for all the, your listeners, we're we're coming out with a, a rebrand, new packaging. So uh, there's going to be a new look to Almond Bite here uh, here in the next few months. So just waiting for that approval, so we can pull the trigger on getting everything printed. Yeah. And and really cool. Um, and I'm going to give you all the credit since you came on the show. You know, I'll really, take it. it not, only, <laughs> not only is, you know, obviously this is something you could drink year round, but really good fall winter. You know, when the yeah. when the temperature drops, yeah. it was 97. And then all of a sudden you're coming on the show and the temperatures drop to like 60. So yeah. I'm giving you <laughs> all the credit perfect, for, yeah. for the weather <laughs> dropping. Um, and rain. And, yeah. I knew, I I knew know, we were right? going to get rain and weather dropping <laughs> the same week. Uh, yeah, Indiana. I'm just yeah, hoping okay. we don't see the heat again. But, yeah. but and then, you know, I'm going to ask you this straight up. It, was the cream liqueurs was that something that you had a passion for drinking wise prior to this as it opened you up to a lot of new recipes things like that good question i I think that you know it's it's a really good winter drink i think Mm -hmm. when you put bailey's or one of my favorites actually the buffalo trace bourbon cream if you've ever had that there i mean that 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 product is is an incredible product and that's actually the benchmark we used in trying to develop and push what we made yeah uh, that to make a dairy that root free beer version is, yeah it's just oh. is that what you got we got one yes at one point? that and root beer is dumb yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's dumb. um so i've always been a fan of that especially in the winter on weekends um yeah. waking up and it's cold and then you just 
get a little bit of warmth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it was always it was always good, but but our product, I think, you know, all in white has been really eye opening from just the entirety of the experience. Um, but the fact that it's it's dairy free, it's not going to curdle when you mix it with okay. other beverages. So going into Irish bars, we you know whenever you do an Irish car bomb or a, yeah whatever the one where it curdles and you got to drink it and people <laughs> typically spit it out um a cement mixer that's yes. what it is um yeah we literally walked in and we're like yeah this is a product that you could make that and you could simply sip on it you don't have to chug it real fast even though it's a good shot but uh yeah so it's 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 more attuned to mixing and cocktail and we're getting ready um you know you'll see in the next month uh some big cocktails uh, that we've worked on internally come out and uh just in time for the fall and you know i think it's it's going to be a good time you know with pumpkin spice everything coming yeah right now. oh for sure uh you know add a little bit of add a little bit of pumpkin spice in there it'll be fine absolutely i mean if you can't sell something if you can put pumpkin spice with it i don't know I mean, that, forget about it that, that's that's what it's all about so i'm gonna flip over here just so our the people following along sure. on facebook live can see the website and what the current branding is but I want to go over to recipes because, first of all, there's a few on here that I am very, very intrigued by. I was going to say, I, whenever I looked at it, I saw some that I thought you would like um, also. You know, obviously, there is the typical uh, white Russian. I really like this idea of the Indiana Bulldog. Yeah. yeah I um, thought that one was cool. And uh, so that, that you got a little coffee liqueur in it, um, almond bites, some cola, uh, and then obviously your vodka. So... Uh, do you, did you guys de- develop these or were these sent in? I saw you, you asked for people to send them in. Yeah, we, we want people, if, if people are going to drink it in a, in a specific way, you know, it, it'd be awesome to understand how they like to drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin last winter mixed it in her hot chocolate quite often, and that was and not often in like an alcoholic way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good side but, note. Yeah, Every morning note, at 5.15, you get started. I'm going to get that text message. At least I left her name out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it uh, you know we're 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 trying to drive a lot of what the what the recipes are just so people know how to use it um, because it is even though it, it is similar to a uh, traditional Irish cream mm-hmm. uh, or a bourbon cream it is it is different um, so it, it it is not a one to one type of mm-hmm. ratio when it comes to building these out so we're actually working this is. One of the things that's actually being done not by one of the team members, it's by a really talented uh, cocktail uh, mixologist up in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Is actually we're collaborating with them on coming up with eighteen cocktails. So we're going to have oh, wow. six for beginners, where it's just you know kind of easy. You can dump one of things or another, and then uh, six intermediate and six really difficult, where you would see on kind of a cocktail competition. So. Oh, that's cool. See, I think that, you know, like I really like this because like you said, I mean, it's it's cool to see because me, if I would get it, I'd be like, OK, what do I really mix it with or put it with? And so I thought that it was really cool that you could just pull this up and go through and see, you know, what what do I think I would like? And then I can make it myself and, you know, see what we yeah. think. I think, so. uh, yeah, it's and it's hopefully people find it beneficial. Right. Uh, and find it. Um, so and we'll always come out with new stuff hopefully as we begin to to grow in popularity Uh people create some some new recipes for us yeah uh, i'm looking forward to next spring and summer already we're 
talking about a, uh, a frozen kind of a oh. slushy kind of an almond bite slushy drink. So that oh, would be man. cool. Yeah, that's cool. I love the idea of the fire bite. That was one that you talked about here at um, Reno's as well. Yeah. Which, if those listening, uh, you obviously it's available. Happy Herman's, Hildreth, Vicks, uh, here in Seymour, um, but it's also being served at Reno's, uh, which yeah. is a really cool place. Yeah, if it is. You haven't been to Reno's. That's that's a great place if you're listening to, to go check out. Yeah. Love the fire by. I really want to try this this beer float. <laughs> I'll be honest. The I'm, picture looks awesome. <laughs> I'm not much of a stout guy typically when it comes to beers, but this interests me, the combination that may make me more of a stout guy. Yeah, it's 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 kind of what you had talked about earlier with the uh, root beer. So oh, instead yeah. of a root beer float, yeah. it's it's yeah. that and Taxman's. I mean, their beer is phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we this is one that we actually created on our own because it was a direct kind of hey, if it doesn't curdle whenever you make right. whenever you mix it with Guinness, then we can use a local kind stout. of yeah, porter stout sure. and then just kind of create a nice little float. And I'm not much of a dream sickle one person, but I think this is a that's got to be a hit. But I got to say, this is my favorite, the on the rocks recipe. <laughs> just, hey, it's it's uh, what do you? It's not even beginner at that point. Just, yeah, <laughs> but I love that we even built out the page with. Oh, you got to half a cup of on the bike crushed ice. We we jumped in. I mean, Before. if we're gonna do it, we're gonna go all out. I love so, it. That is funny. If you measure out the ice it's got to be very specific (laughs) (laughs) i when i read this but but on a on a marketing standpoint too though i think it's huge as much as i laugh about it just because i thought this is good but i don't know that some people would think to just drink this on the rocks yeah there's there's some drinks that are uh either aperitifs or digestifs before and after the meat after the meal Mm -hmm. if you want to get super fancy about it and uh, a lot of times the liqueurs are going to be consumed after a meal, from what I understand. And if someone wants to correct me and let me know what it is, that would be awesome because I'm learning something new every day. But, uh, yeah, so typically it's, it's uh, you know, there's, there's a great new product out of Louisville, um, Rivulet. It's a hazel, I think it's a hazelnut or a pecan liqueur that is just i mean it's phenomenal and you know there's there's just a lot of good stuff coming out i mean hard truth's got a lot of good stuff bear wallow west fork whiskey's got incredible bourbons and whiskeys so hard truth is really cool and and bear wallow is really cool too but the what they've done at hard truth that's another place if you've not just gone just to see it yeah (laughs) it's worth just going and seeing what they've built out there it's really cool uh so why almonds why almond milk Obviously, there's several. We know why yeah. it's non-dairy, but why almond milk? Almond milk is the most sold dairy alternative. Okay. And you and I pulled this up here for people to see. You're, you're, you've had your know your milks, but it is the most sold. But I'll be honest, this showed me a lot I didn't know. I mean, um, just in the simple fact of the sugar that's in yeah. it, I didn't realize you would have more sugar in cashew milk. I would have thought they were very similar um didn't know it'd be higher calories uh but obviously all the different types of milk here and what you're going to use and obviously you guys settled in on almond milk yeah yeah and i mean we're 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 toying around with 
if we create additional products, obviously we want to make Almond Bite successful before we come out with, you know, right. a bunch of different types of products, even though I think we know what we're going to build and come out with next. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, the nutritional information of, of something like this. And if people are really interested in it, if it's really driving them, it's just more about the educational aspect of it. So, yeah. And that's another thing I read on the website that I really liked was <clears throat> obviously the push is non-dairy. Those are lactose intolerant, vegan option, gluten free. But I also love that you guys put out there that it's not just for those with dietary mm-hmm. restrictions. Right. I mean, it is a healthier alternative to some of the dairy creams and, you know, it gives some other options. And do you guys think and, and did you play with any of the other types of, of milks out there to see taste wise what you wanted? Or did you really just know right off that almonds where you wanted to go? We knew we wanted to go directly with almond milk um, because that's what everybody that we talked to drank. Uh, so it was the easiest, as different as a product as it already yeah. is. That makes it that less difficult. It's to like an easy, easier transition, maybe. Yeah. Do you like almond milk? When I'm standing in a, when I'm standing in a liquor store or in Reno sampling, and I'm like, they're like, "What is it?" And I said, "Do you drink almond milk?" And they're like, "Well, I have before." And I was like, "Well, it's kind of like a boozy almond milk." Kinda, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the easiest way to explain it. Oh, so fair enough. <laughs> how has how has that sampling process and those kind of things gone over for you? Are people excited about it once they get into it and give it a try? Yeah, and I think that's the that's the biggest thing is they don't know until they try it, and that's where a lot of people who say no i'm not really i don't really drink almond milk i'm not really into it and then you explain that well i'm pouring a free sample you can just try and then um just think of what you would consider a traditional irish cream it's just going to be lighter and way less sweet and that's about it and then if they try it nine out of ten times they're surprised at at how it Hmm. tastes so it's been really eye-opening it's a lot of sweat equity and that and a lot of effort but it's worth it to get the product out there and get the, get the How brand is the, recognized. We talked about the testing phase. I mean, obviously the testing phase, I mean, you're literally just drinking a bunch of different mm-hmm. mixes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know you said that was a pretty long process. I would think that would be, I mean, did a bunch of your buddies just get over and say, hey, let, we're going to mix something up today and let's try this mixture? Well, t- typically it would be uh, the, the, two, the two chemists would get together and kind of talk through and then we would make notes and be like, no, this one's needs to be a little bit different here i can just picture a bunch of guys sitting around just trying all these different drinks that's just my, my brain thing well i would i'm sure you've got plenty of friends when it comes that's to what i mean too yeah it's like hey i think we actually got something halfway decent you yeah. want to come over sure hey do you like this <laughs> no let me try something else yeah. or give me more i do <laughs> and too funny. so okay the idea comes out in 2014 gets released nine months ago Mm -hmm. looking back on it any regrets and anything that you guys Mm. did difficult to say regrets i think a lot of learning uh and a lot of lessons learned um that you fix and then you calibrate and then you keep pushing forward and then you figure out okay i can't go there so i need to calibrate that aspect of it so not necessarily regrets. I mean, at the time, we, um, I mean, even, even myself, I had a full-time job whenever we were playing around with this, and now I'm dedicated to, you know, really giving this a lot of effort. Um, so that being said, I mean, it did take a long time to get figured out, but 
think anything that does, you just got to keep going after it. So, well, and I love how you say that because I think that's you know you talk about you know entrepreneur and you know that spirit of of being an entrepreneur, and I think sometimes people jump out of things way too fast because they hit a roadblock. And I loved it earlier when you said, yeah, we were going to go down this road and then we totally pivoted because we realized what it was going to cost. And I think sometimes people think, oh, I look like a failure if I said this is the direction I was going. And then as I learned, I pivoted and then I calibrated, then I calibrated. That's what the great entrepreneurs have done throughout history. It's, it's right. you Adapted have to, to be it, willing yeah. to have kind of that growth mindset of, okay, take a step back let's learn from this let's come back and and be better and and i love what you said there because the lessons that you've learned is only going to be better as you release more products sure. as a part of this right. yeah and it makes the it makes the the time to launch and deliver those products much quicker because we understand more of the process i mean i didn't come from this industry so it's yeah. you know trial by fire to start with so um yeah, it's been it's been really fascinating. I've learned a tremendous amount. Yeah. Now, for my own curiosity, as you go into this, how do you get distribution? How does do you go through a distribution house? How does that yeah, go? Yeah, that's that's one of the interesting things uh, around liquor is that um, you can home make wine, you can home make beer, you can't home make liquor. Um, so you have to actually have licenses and permits put in place. And you know, whenever we were developing the product, we bought stuff off the grocery store floor so the vodka that we used was a corn-based vodka so that it could be gluten-free and that's mm-hmm. what we developed it off of um getting a distributor is is really interesting because it's state by state um they all work somewhat differently uh there are large distributors small distributors um and so yeah you have to go uh through through a distributor to sell any of the stuff so if i wanted to sell you guys a bottle right now i couldn't you'd have to drive into happy herman's or into seymour or something and get it from our distributors there or our retailers there um but that is one of the things learning how to work with a distributor in an effective way uh and and having them bought into uh the product and the vision of the company not just the single product that we have today um without having a tasting room like a lot of distilleries have right. that keep that cash flow coming in we're just a different business model entirely. So finding the right distributor is after you get through developing a product mm-hmm. and financing everything. Then you have to figure out, okay, the distribution channel and getting it actually to market before you even market it uh, right. is, a, is, a, is a hurdle in and of itself. So, And I think that's, again, something for those, those people out there that, that want to be an entrepreneur to understand is – you're never done working yeah and, and that's and I, that's not a negative when i say that i think a lot of people think i got this great idea i'm gonna throw it out there i'm gonna sit back on a cruise ship in the dominican and, and hang yeah. out must be it, nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it is <laughs> eric didn't have his his yacht hooked up to the back yeah. of his truck when he pulled no, in not but quite. <laughs> but it's but it is i mean it's kind of, so okay we've we finally got our recipe we know what we want we've got a production partner We've got bottles. We've got labels. We're ready. Now, how the heck do we get it to the store right, and yep. to the to the bars? And then now how do we tell people about it? So it's it's a constant battle to keep going with what you've got invested. And in. For sure. Yeah. So now if you've got a liquor store that wanted to offer it, can you go to your distributor and say, or is that all? I don't know how that works either. Yeah, do they that, have certain? That really comes down to um, does the distributor sell to that liquor store or mm-hmm. that restaurant? 
and um, and when do they write the PO? So I can't even sell direct. I can go into liquor stores. So going into Happy Berman's, I went with a rep for uh, our distributor and sampled the product, told them what it was, told them kind of what the price point would be on our current packaging and current product. And uh, they brought in a case and then um, reordered and kept bringing it back. So, yeah, but I don't actually sell to them. It just gets sold through our distributor and they have to write the PO. So no matter how many times I walk into Vix and Seymour, uh, I can't, I can't sell him anything. I can make sure he knows I'm, I'm around checking and stuff and make sure he knows who I am and, um, you know, keep it going from there. But that's, that's, a, wow. that's one of the challenges in the, in the sales aspect, um, to this that you didn't really you don't really realize until you figure it out yeah i'm sure that you i'm sure you hit a lot of those that it was like i didn't realize you know all of these things that that you run into along the way i mean like you said there's always new hurdles to cross so i'm sure that it just keeps going yeah that's what i just find so amazing is is that story of of continually we're gonna we're gonna find this hurdle and figure it out we're gonna find this hurdle and figure it out so yeah and we're going through some of those now even it's yeah. uh, it's just a different <laughs> different day different opportunity to to get better and and uh keep keep product out there so, and i i don't want to well. ask anything that that you can't say so you, sure. you're fine to tell me no but <laughs> um why the decision to go with a rebranding here after nine months so yeah that's a that's a great question uh what we were able to do um in our current project uh, with the current packaging with our current production process our partners in place um it was a conversation that was collaborative with them where they are doubling down on their efforts and the contract distilling and the partnership uh, was not necessarily getting um it was just they they're focusing on on their own business and so um we always wanted to you know be able to go out and have our own production facility and have our own permits and our own licenses and it was just the culmination of what we were able to do in a short amount of time get it to market Mm -hmm. and then uh, listen to what retailers are saying listen to what consumers are saying and adjust and make it better Um, so a couple of conversations with our production partner and really it was the best decision for everybody involved was all right we're going to go out on our own Um, so that's one of the processes we're going through right now, uh, is, uh, actually moving a hundred percent into our own production facility without a production partner, um, or, you know, guiding us through that or working with us through that. So, which has got to be exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Sure. sure. (laughs) Waiting for federal government approvals and all of that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's real interesting. I think I'll be calling my congressman tomorrow. (laughs) Anytime you can get the government involved, it just speeds things up. So oh, yeah. it really sure. does. So great. We can share a beer after this, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the government always finds a way to, to speed things up. So, but but yeah, that's that's the idea from the from the packaging is we just want to take it. Uh, we want to take it up, and we we're listening to what our retailers and, mm-hmm. and consumers are saying, and 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 uh, continuous improvement that's that's uh, continuously how can we get better whether it's personally or the product or um you know adjusting the price point for the retailers so that they're um able to sell more product um you know we're working on different sizing components so mm-hmm. still nothing to be able to f- 
firm, firm up as far as date and when that's going to be available. But, you know, it's our intention that, you know, it's going to be something where people can people can consume it and, and try it for not a very much amount of money to right. decide whether or not they want to buy a whole bottle. Now, is it only available in the state of Indiana? Did your distributor go outside? Right now, it's just the state of Indiana. So we're hoping um, and, you know, the, the goal would be that we would obviously grow. That would be fantastic. Right. Uh, but, yeah, right now it's just Indiana. So there are quite a few people, especially being this far south, uh, whenever you get down to the Jeffersonville, New Albany area, and you get a lot of people from Louisville coming over and asking for it. So, But, you know, there's something about that, too, to be said, you know, not growing too fast. You know, I, I think back to Yingling beer. I mean, yeah. um, you know, now that it's I, I probably consume less now that it's available all the time here <laughs> than I did Indiana, when yeah. I when it was like anybody that was driving to Cincinnati, it was like, hey, grab me a case and bring it back. And I know that sounds dumb probably to a lot of people but now that sure. it's on the shelf yeah. all the time it's just not that special yeah. anymore yeah. so there is something too if you can get that kind of you know name out there yeah. that yeah. people are craving it it's something special yeah yeah and it's a it's you know it's a it's a balancing act i'm not sure how much more beer yingling sells in the state yeah, yeah they probably time. look at me and say you're a fool yeah. we, we're not worried about you because <laughs> we're killing it but <laughs> absolutely demolishing it um yeah yeah, so it, it would be fantastic to be able to, you know, especially whenever you think of, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning, you know, there's not very many people locally that would know what vegan was two, mm -hmm. three years ago. Um, if we're able to get out in California, Colorado, oh, yeah. West Coast, uh, East Coast, um, even if you look at, you know, the states around us in Illinois and getting up in the Chicago area, yeah. uh, that'd be pretty key uh, in Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville, and down in Tennessee, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting. But any any numbers on how many um, like stores that your product's in? Do you yeah, have any we're idea? we're in over uh, just over a hundred. Okay, so that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I I, I, I I think so too. You're hitting three you know. digits now, so I mean, I, mean, yeah. I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, again, just to go from from nothing I, idea to, to yeah. concept to to a hundred stores and you know and, and like i said and, and looking now that you guys are going to be in your own production facility and right. um you know and and those kind of things i want to go back to something a little more personal not way personal sure. but <laughs> you make the jump from having that full-time comfort of a, a day job mm -hmm. you know at, at salesforce and you make the decision i gotta jump to almond bite and make this my thing how scary is that it's uh I don't I don't know that scary is the right word. I would say it's anxiety driven and it creates an urgency, mm -hmm. a, a consistent urgency um, that you that I've learned over the last year to to better acclimate myself towards. I still don't think it's <laughs> I still don't I mean you still as a startup you still it's just all hustle and Yeah. We want to work and get it as many places as possible and getting it to be a successful and, and um, steady business. Um, but, uh, you know, at a certain point, you know, I was just having coffee with one of my advisors the other day. And, and uh, you know, there's a certain point where you just have to you literally have to jump in and, and you just give it what it deserves. I think the interesting aspect that I would tell people who, who want to do it is understand what it takes to run the business also understand what it takes to run your own life 
financially. So, yeah, because there's a lot of decisions and a lot of things that have changed personally for me about, you know, keeping this business going and keeping it, you know, to the point where it's still operating and, and you know, getting product out there. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of becomes I'm a, a child. I mean, in the sense oh, that sure. you have to give that time and effort to it. And yeah. you do have to sacrifice some things that you may have done before when, well, I'm just getting up and going to work tomorrow. You yeah. know, now this is this is my baby. This is what I want to see happen. So yep, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the trick is, too, is that you can't take anything too personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that's very, true. very true. Which, <laughs> Yeah, that was a challenge for a while, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. I love, too, that, you know, you talk about jump and, and, you know, I've I've used it in other things. Steve Harvey's got a great video on YouTube about jumping and, 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 you know, some of his friends that started car wash videos or land or car wash videos, car wash businesses or landscaping businesses. And, you know, that that understanding the grind and understanding the hustle and then what it can become but again like we said earlier it's still a hustle day in day out Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you with anything i mean one of the biggest lessons i think with a couple of the companies i worked with in indianapolis and then working on this is that it's easy for anybody to be a millionaire in excel and build out a three-year PL where you're like oh we sold this many and that's how much money we're gonna make executing and getting it out there is really just something completely different Mm -hmm. so and I think it's cool, and I, I've got a pretty good feeling. I know the answer to this, obviously, with the rebranding and you saying that you guys are starting your own production. Um, this wasn't also something where we want to catch fire with a product and be able to sell it off to something else. This is something we want to build a brand of products to mm-hmm. bring out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is one product out of, I mean once we come off air i could probably tell you another five that were i was gonna say i'm sure that you're already (laughs) got others in the works we would love to but uh again again it's it's the focus and the 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 intentional uh decision to not do those and make this one with our rebrand and some additional sizes and kind of right sizing and calibrating on things before we get too distracted with with other projects right well, I, you know, we're at, we're about 45 minutes in here and, uh, are we really? Yeah. It's crazy, man. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, I, I love the idea of it. Um, and I'm excited to try it. And I actually, uh, big weekend here in Jackson County for me with the other podcasts we do, we're going to be at, uh, uh, Brown Sound Speedway all weekend for the yeah, annual fun fest everybody will be over there <laughs> nice it's a pretty good time pretty good party and i'm i'm planning on having uh some almond bite there and uh i'll be sharing it with some That's people fantastic. and you'll uh, have to make sure you hit up your um like the recipes and get all oh, the yeah. stuff that you, you yeah, need to so make multiple root beer float <laughs> yeah yes. so we'll be we'll be throwing those out at brown sound speedway this weekend uh you know courtesy of apr podcast studios and trying to trying to sell some people an yeah. almond bite while Appreciate we're out that. there and uh but no, man, I, I just, I love the passion for it. You know, and when we started this little thing, um, you know, our goal and our drive was to find people that were, you know, local who were doing things. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way, just that were trying new things, that were building out businesses, that were doing exciting things in our community. Because, you know, a lot of times around here, we get put down that, you know, great things don't come out of here and, you know, blah, 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 all the, yep. all the bull that, that gets around. We're not Columbus. We're not Indianapolis. We're not this. 
there are great people doing great things that came right here from Jackson County, and we wanted to promote those people. So I appreciate you coming on, Absolutely. man, and sharing the story. Yeah. Happy happy to. And thanks so much for having me. It's yes, been fun. thank you. All right, and guys, again, if you are um, – if you're looking for Almond Bite, you can find it at Happy Herman's in Brownstown. You can find it at Vicks and Hildreth in Seymour. Um, if you're looking to give it a try, stop by the Reno um, Cigar and Lounge uh, there in downtown Seymour. It's a it's a cool uh, atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. Callie and I have been in there a couple times. I got to hang out a little bit. Uh, some great drinks in there. But go in and ask for Almond Bite. Try some of the recipes they've got going there. Um, and then again, if you are uh, one of our regular listeners and also listener of Throttled Up the podcast, come see me. Uh, Camper is over at Brownstown Speedway <laughs> already set up. Uh, we will be right across from the pavilion. Um, but come see me Thursday night uh, during the racers party. Um, Forrest Turner will be live uh, playing a full set. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put that out live on facebook from apr podcast studios dirt to media is the uh, sponsor of the concert but come see me we'll have some almond bite uh there at the party and uh, be sharing some some samples out so yeah so again eric man thank you i appreciate you coming down i know it was a trip but we were uh we're happy to have yes. you in the studio oh no, happy to and i'm I think my drive home is probably going to be about five minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well, thanks, everybody. And, uh, again, uh, join us next week. We'll be back in studio. And uh, get out to your, your local store as the cool temperatures get off here and get you a bottle of almond bite and uh, yeah. let us know how you, you think about it. So thanks, everybody, and have a great week.